0: to the Vista Talk podcast, where we engage with senior asset managers and advisors across a broad range of topics. Vista is the leading outsourcing firm for the financial services industry, supporting over 1,000 clients with over ten trillion in assets under management.
1: I think it has to go back way back to my, you know, to my, um, you know, my 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 upbringing and the value system that my you know, my parents and my family instilled in me.
2: This is Abhilash Jacobar, co-founder and managing director of Trust Vista. On today's Trust Vista talk, I have the pleasure of being joined by Ray Thorne, partner at Focus Impact Partners. Ray recently launched Focus in the middle of the pandemic to be an impact-oriented investment firm. But prior to that, Ray has built the private investment business at Two Sigma and was previously a senior managing director at Marathon. And he currently sits on many boards and advisor boards for not-for-profits. Ray, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Abhi, it's great to see you, and thanks for thanks for inviting me.
2: Before we talk about focus, um, you know, I met you first nearly 10 years ago when you were doing another startup venture. And, and that was at Two Sigma Private Investments. And when I met you, you responded to a cold email, which nobody does anymore these days. <laughs> you were eight people. You took the meeting yourself met me at a coffee shop. You came to meet me in Midtown. Right? Yeah. And, then, you know, can you talk about what your experience was like at Two Sigma? Maybe share where it ultimately got to.
1: Sure. Yeah, indeed, and that was a uh, you know I um uh, you have a great memory. That was I, I remember one of those one of my early meetings at uh, at 2 Sigma when I joined. 2 Sigma is a tremendous firm. Uh it was uh, started by John Overdeck and David Siegel uh about a m- little more than 20 years ago. Um the firm is focused on using uh, data science and technology to uh innovate the investment management uh industry and I had the good fortune to meet them in 2000 meet the two founders in 2011 as they were looking to expand um, the the portfolio of activities of the company to include private investing. And so over the course of my 10 years with Two Sigma, we built uh, four different private investment businesses, including a venture business, a uh, private equity business, an insurance company, and an impact investment business. And we grew our private investment assets to probably close to $6 billion. We made investments in over 100 companies. We had a team of about 100 people uh, that we, that we built over time and it was, it really, and we, our, our, our goal was across all of those investment activities to try to find, you know, ways to innovate private investing using, um, uh, Two Sigma's capabilities in data science and technology. And, and of course, to make really great inv- investments in really great companies and help, um, founders and entrepreneurs and CEOs, uh, build, uh, build terrific businesses, um, uh, over time. Um, and, uh, and so that was our that was that was uh, you know how we got started and um, and uh, what we were able to you know achieve during that period of time. To see uh, private investments is, is uh, continuing um, and uh, uh, to to do well and to grow and um, I'm I'm uh, you know very excited to have been a part of it from the beginning.
2: Yeah, I think you know you're probably being too humble saying you're being a part of it, right? I mean, growing in asset management isn't almost you can say you built four asset management businesses and 100 professionals and. Ten-year time frame is quite an accomplishment, but you were working at another organization before that at a very senior role as well. What motivated you to step into a startup type of situation ten years ago?
1: Well, it's really, uh, I it really um, had a lot to do with the, just the, the tremendous um, company that Two Sigma is, um, and uh, you know, any company is a collection of its of its team and its individuals. Um, the tremendous leadership that uh, that John um, and David brought to the organization. Um, and uh, combining that with a great opportunity to, with really a blank sheet of paper and a tremendous amount of uh, resource and support, um, we um, were able to uh, define our objectives and then define, build strategies to try to achieve those objectives. And over time, recruit excellent you know, team members and professionals um, to, uh, to help execute on that strategy. And then, you know, I was able to be a, you know, be a leader in terms of Uh, Managing the investment process and managing a number of investments with great, as I said, founders and CEOs and entrepreneurs who were um, who were excited about partnering with us to build uh, build build their companies.
2: You know, building an asset management business, a lot of folks make the mistake of thinking they're an investor when they launch an investment firm, right? And it really is being an entrepreneur yourself and building a business with functions that are scalable. You took that private investment business to quite a scale, and when Probably some might say it's speak, You have to do another startup. And sure what, what was the thought process?
1: Yeah, it was very. It was not an easy decision to leave Two segments. a great company and great people, and we'd had um, we'd had some initial success in building our uh, investment management uh, businesses. But I I uh, turned fifty during the COVID uh, during during the COVID crisis, and I decided if I uh, if I was ever going to be an entrepreneur myself and an owner of of a uh, of a business that um, this was a this was the the time to do it um, and I'd spent the last five or six years at Two Sigma working on um, helping to build um, and lead uh, an impact oriented investment business uh, and where one where we were both we, we had hopefully both the potential to do not only well financially but also do good um, in in the world and. Um, and hopefully find opportunities where those uh, define a strategy where you could find opportunities where those two things were aligned and even more than aligned where one was, you know, we're doing good uh, was an alpha generator for the uh, for doing well and doing generating incremental financial returns. And so when I when I left uh, to Sigma um, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, if you will. Um, uh, be an entrepreneur uh, again, um, I had the good fortune to connect with a few partners that I'd known for for uh, for some period of time uh, to launch uh, Focus Impact um, with that mission orientation in mind you know, where um, we're endeavoring at Focus Impact to to invest in companies, to build an investment management business that invests in companies that are good companies in part because they're creating good outcomes for people um, and where the better outcome for either their customers or their employees uh, that they're that they're creating uh, and generating the better business, you know, they'll be. Um, and so our approach to impact is very much focused on uh, people and helping, you know, businesses create better outcomes for their employees and customers, and hopefully thereby be much better businesses win in the and win in their marketplaces and grow companies of and uh, size and scale. Not only to do uh, to uh, to uh, to do well, and not only to do well financially, but also hopefully, you know, create more of the good that they're doing in the world.
2: And, you know, you mentioned doing good as an alpha generator. How much of this strategy is driven by it's a good strategy to create great great returns? And how much is driven by your own personal sense of having purpose?
1: Well, frankly, it's actually it's it's both and both are equally important. That's a term of art in the industry often um, referred to as double bottom line investing, where we we are um, looking for market level returns, you know, top quartile returns in a private equity context, um, and uh, but we're also importantly looking for measurable outcomes um, across uh, the, the impact goals that we've defined, um, and we've used uh, four different UN Sustainable Development Goals to define um, as their as their um, uh, you their know, their uh, acknowledged uh, goals, um, all of which are related to people outcomes to define our impact goals uh, for the comp- for, for our investment activities, and so we're trying to achieve both of those things. Uh, I'd say at the you know uh, at the same time, but it's even uh, it's even deeper than that in that where if we can help a company you know be a better be um, a better at the impact that it's having, either for its customers or its employees, well, that that should be really good business for that company. That should help that company um, either have more customers, have a lower cost of customer acquisition, um have have more repeat customers, have customers that want, that have a higher propensity to pay for what they're, you know, the service or the product that they're affording. And on the other hand, if, if the, the impact is around their employees, um, it should, uh, you know, we should be able to build the best businesses with the best employees uh, that have the lowest cost of retention and recruiting, that have the most productive employees because they're hopefully the longest, you know, tenured employees, have the most satisfied employees. So they're Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're, you know, really they're, they're happy in their, you know, in their job and with their work and therefore doing a great job for the company. And so we think those businesses that are creating the best outcomes for their customers and their employees that are measuring those outcomes, that are communicating them and celebrating them, that are creating, um, opportunities for their customers and their employees to win when the company wins. We think those are going to be the best businesses and therefore are going to, um, you know, be, uh, and we want to help those companies uh, grow and uh, and increase you know in value over time as a result.
2: Yes, uh, you know certainly the double bottom line is a common phrase in the impact world. But for a lot of LPs, you know they're not quite familiar with impact yet. You know if you're in it, you think it's the world. But I'm sure you're having conversations where you're having to educate people on how impact investing isn't charity. Um, <laughs> and how do you see that conversation? How has that evolved? Over the last maybe ten years, right? Do you still find a lot of people you have to explain? No, no, we're not sacrificing returns here.
1: Well, I think there's an increasing atten- uh, uh, attention being paid to um, the uh, importance of of doing of of doing what you know well, doing good while doing well. Um, you know, ESG has certainly been a trend that has uh, that has uh, permeated both the public and private investment universes, and ESG is a is, an, is a framework for. You know, measuring um, and talking about a value system that extends beyond the the, the financial return of a business. Um, I've always thought about you know ESG is is really articulate an articulation of you know a value system that um, that uh, reflects just how you want to do business. You know how you'd like to how you'd like to to wake up in the morning. As I think Jamie Diamond said it well, wake up in the morning and do the best you can for your customers and do the best you can for your employees. And that's um, to me, proactively applying that framework and that value system uh, in uh, your investment process is, uh, is taking it one step further when, and helping companies, uh, you know, be better, you know, at what they, you know, what they're doing for their employees and for their customers, because that's um, going to be really good for the business, you know, over time. And, uh, and so to me, it's not sacrificial um, from a return standpoint. In fact, actually quite the opposite. It's enhancing from a return standpoint.
2: I think, I think a lot of people make a mistake thinking ESG is some kind of investment strategy, whereas really it's just a risk management framework.
1: Correct. Yes. And I think I think it can be it's both a risk management framework and it's also a value system, you know, that uh, that, that allows you to in a language that allows you to talk about, you know, how you'd like to operate,
2: how, you, how you'd like to operate your business. I, I can say you've been doing this for 30 years. Right?
1: It's a little hard to say to believe, but that is actually true. So.
2: You know, obviously, the value system of the financial services industry continues to evolve. Um, the value system of investors and what they believe their money can do apart from generating returns has evolved. Can you maybe take us back even further? And, and where did you first have your sense of purpose overlap with what you want to accomplish professionally? And how has this conversation on ESG and impact evolved over that period of time?
1: You know, I I, 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 it ha- I think it has to go back way back to my, you know, to my um you know my 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 upbringing and the value system that my you know, my parents and my family instilled in me, um, around uh, what it is to be a good person, what it is to be a good, you know, a good uh, good fellow human being, if you will, um, and uh, to treat others the way that you'd like to be treated yourself, um, and uh, and so I've I've endeavored to bring that, um, that you know approach, uh, to, um, you know, ju- uh, to to humanity, um, into. You know what i've um uh what i've done in business and and so um you know being able to uh as as you know as uh, the investment community is you know the private investment community has evolved over the last 30 years being able to proactively apply that you know that that value system and approach um to generate you know incremental alpha um i think is actually really exciting and really rewarding in in many ways it is um, the you know the direction that I think business really needs to head um, not to um, you know be too much on a, on a soapbox but you know go- government uh, philanthropy is tremendous and it has a lot of you know can do a lot of good in the world um, but it is limited by the by the individual philanthropist um, and the you know the, so its ability to be sizable and scalable is you know has some challenges and of course government you know can do some things well but has, a tremendous amount of challenges in terms of um, uh, and and conflicts of interest and and uh, motivational uh, questions um uh, questions of mixed motivations. and so business I think you know has a role in um in particularly as it relates to people um in um, driving you know uh, better outcomes you know for uh, for uh, people um over time. and it shouldn't be just because it's the right thing to do, it is the right thing to do. But uh, it should be also and it can be also because it's really good for business. And I do wish um, in many ways that uh, the many leaders in this, you know, in this arena would talk a little bit more like, um, you know, or my, you know, or, you know, like like someone like Jamie Dimon who talks about it being not just, um, you know, something that's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do, but also it's the right thing to do um, uh, for business, you know, for for a business that wants to grow and succeed and be the best
2: company it can be. Now, I've always said in the long term, all of us have interests that are aligned. It's in the short term or arbitrary time where those interests can diverge. So, you know, you as an entrepreneur, myself as an entrepreneur, you know, we start something not thinking automatically that we're going to sell this off in five years, right? So the timeframe in which we think about building businesses is, is in decades. And if you think in decades, you need to be part of the society in which you're selling into, right? And you need to be a good member of that society. It's, I think, you know, the deviation often comes when people think about investing in a five-year time frame or a three-month time frame. Right? But if you're really investing in your own business or in other businesses with a view towards the long term, then this is simple you know, business due diligence, right? Yes. You fit in the society, of whether your customers, your employees, you know, your vendors, that you're know, going to have a seat at the table yeah. because you're a good person. Yeah.
1: And I think I think it's worth uh, it might be interesting to illustrate, you know, by way of an example, we're working on an investment today that we hope to close uh, that the that, uh, that, that TradeVista has been very helpful uh, to us on. By the way, we very much appreciate that. Um, we yeah. have an ex- excellent team and we, we're grateful for the support as we're starting out our business. Um, the, uh, it's, it's a in the consumer experiences space. And in fact, it's actually in the consumer experiences uh, space around pets. Um, Where uh, creating the company's mission is to create opportunities for pets and pet parents um, to spend to have to have one have tremendous experiences together, Um, and so that there's uh, there's certainly a benefit I think to people you know from being able to being able to spend more positive time with with uh, with their pets and with you know other pet parents, but importantly um, it's the it's the employees of the business we call them skippers uh, the team members of the business that are affording. These really great experiences for uh, for the pets and the pet and their parents um, to be able to spend time together in a, pos- in a in a really positive, fun, safe, enjoyable environment. And uh, and so uh, you know, they, they being able to recruit and retain um, the best em- the best employees who love what they do and who have a great jobs culture uh, is really key to this company's success. And so the more that we can help that company you know build its jobs culture. Uh, you know, to celebrate its great employment practices um, and uh, and help and recruit and retain the best employees that love what they do and are providing a really great service uh, uh, and creating great experiences for pets and their parents, uh, the better that company is going to do over time. And so that's very, I think it's a great example of where there's, there's, there's strong alignment and even alpha, even alpha generation for, um, you know, this particular company to create uh, to be the best employer it can be, and create you know have a have a super strong jobs culture, and create the most, and hopefully by helping that company grow, we can help it create the most uh, good jobs,
2: um, you know uh, possible. Thinking about your own business, you know, going to this thinking long term, you started Focus just over a year ago. What is your goal for Focus? Where does this? Where is Focus ten years, twenty years from now?
1: Well, right now, you know, we're uh, that's a great that's a great question. I mean, we we uh, we hope to be able to build. A multi-strategy investment management firm, not not dissimilar from uh, from what you know. We uh, I was uh, had the good fortune to be part of building at Two Sigma, um, but with the investment thesis, you know, with this investment thesis around helping companies that are creating better outcomes for people be at the core of every you know investment strategy that we pursue. Um, you know, right now we're in the very early innings of that. We're endeavoring to build our team. We're endeavoring to make our first. Uh, a couple of investments, uh, you know, where we've uh, we think we've got a, a really great strategy. Um, and um, and so we're we're, we're hyper focused today on the on the early innings of execution. But we hope that, you know, we can have success and uh, uh, and um, and, you know, and replicate that success into, uh, you know, a, a, a multi-strategy investment management uh, activity focused on private companies, primarily um, where, um, you know, we think we can we can help them, you um, not only you know do do well financially but also continue to to uh, to do good for their employees and their customers.
2: Well that's fantastic. You know, I always said the key to doing many things is to do one thing well first. Yeah. Right. And and I think that your name focus and impact are both right there as, as far as what your longer term strategy is. And so you know we're very privileged to be a partner for you in doing this good work that you're doing and are excited to continue to grow with you
0: that we come to the end of this episode of the red sister talk podcast thank you to our listeners and we would love for you to subscribe rate and leave a review wherever you access podcasts please follow us on linkedin and twitter to stay updated on additional content to know more about how we support our clients on due diligence business development portfolio management fund administration data analytics and other areas Feel free to visit our website and reach out to us at www.tresvista.com. Any information, opinions and recommendations presented by our speakers are their own and do not represent the views of their firms or Tres Vista and should not be constituted as investment advice.